just a little little new stuff, you know. Feeling it, feeling good. <coughs> All right, y'all. <coughs> Let's get into it. Welcome to the dojo. I'm your host, Sensei NK, and we're back again with a great host, with my great, great, not co-host, great guest. Great guest, yes, sir. Y'all heard it here first. Y'all, y'all heard this voice before, you, you, but now you get a chance to see his face, the model himself, the bag man, all <laughs> of the above. Say who you are, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's Junior. Junior Agbenelosi, we're back at it, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. So, <coughs> how you been, bro? Uh, I've been leveling up. How so? Low-key, since last time, like, I was thinking about it, like, last night, but, like, since last time, like, life has gone, gotten way better. Because it's been, what, like, a full, it's about to be a full yeah. year, right? And last time, like, when we had that interview, that was, like, a week after I got dumped, so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like life is great now. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Oh shit! There's this on TikTok where it's like a dude was like, uh, a year without you, and he like literally lost a hundred pounds, <laughs> got yeah. famous, a whole bunch of stuff. That's what we on. On God, that on God. Type of energy. You think you've changed that much too? Yeah, I'm not famous or rich yet, but <laughs> I see it, it. The horizon, I see it. Okay, it's getting close. It's, it's getting up. close. It's getting close. How do you feel like you've changed so far over the year? Honestly, mm, it's been a lot of like unpacking because like I like being honest, I felt like I invested a lot into that relationship. So this year, it was just like me unpacking myself, rediscovering myself, like figuring out where I want to go, how I want to do it. And just, I don't know, getting in my bag. I feel that. Sure. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Wow. So this is your what? Sophomore year? How does it feel now that you're actually back in front of actual college students and you're not, like, cooped up in your dorm because of uh, the Rona and all that stuff? It's, like, a thousand times better, but I'm having to relearn how to be in a classroom again. I feel that. I feel that. Because, like, before, like, in high school and shit, like, classrooms were lit. Like, you're going to school, you're having fun. At the beginning of this year, I was just, like, <laughs> almost socially awkward but not because i was like i know myself like i know i'm extroverted so like mm-hmm. why is this like a weird experience right now really even yeah. with a person as extroverted as you you still feeling like it, you needed time to really get reacclimated yeah because yeah, it was just like i spent like what like a year and a half at the crib like hanging out with like a few people here and there mm-hmm. like my close friends so then it was like seeing all these like strangers like i forgot how to like really like yourself not like even that but like just the day-to-day shit like the Mm. small talk the little conversations the side conversations in class all that shit like you know i feel that i feel that i feel that yeah one thing that i mostly noticed especially for myself is the way i interact like my game like my Mm -hmm. conversational skills took such a massive hit to the point where like i would like run out of things to say mid-conversation i'm like what is wrong with me i can't talk to another <laughs> person that's weird so yeah oh i'm glad that we're out away from it now yeah. i mean like we're not completely gone we still have some ways to go some people still need to get vaccinated but yeah they're holding us back we'll we'll get to the point i don't blame them but i'm trying to take my mask off yeah yeah these new life experiences that you've been 
having to force yourself to get to to push to fully push out who you really are now mm-hmm. what makes you you I feel like the number one quality that I have that, like, everyone looks at and is like, oh, okay, like, that's genius, mm-hmm. I would say is, like, my overflowing confidence. Because low-key, I'd be doing just, like, whatever I want what just because, like. What is it that gives, that you feel like you have the authority to have that, I'm not going to say undeserved because I don't know what mm. type of things that you get into that makes you feel deserving of the way you feel, but in the sense that everybody else, I've noticed this, there's a tendency to be timid on the things that they feel that they're good at. Mm-hmm. So they don't truly believe that they deserve to have that said confidence every single I know single exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I realize that like, I try, like I work hard. Okay. So like, I want to be able to, I don't know, stand behind the things I do. Like, I'm not going to, like, like, for example, say I made a TikTok, right? People are clowning me for my TikTok. It probably (laughs) took me, like, 20 minutes to make that TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to back down just because people are clowning me for it, you know? Like, I put in hard work for that, rolled up a little skit, shot it a couple of times. Like, I'm going to stand behind that. See, Wow. People that can, like, really do TikToks and, like, actually plan out good content, y'all are just better humans than I am. My, but my <laughs> shit is not that far. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel that. You is not far. Because I swear to God, the way I do my TikToks, I literally said I hit record once, and then whatever that one time is, that's what the world that's is going to see. Oh. I promise you. I promise nah, you're you. Bold. You're bold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wait. So, you feel like your your huge bravado and the way that you see yourself mm-hmm. is such a big factor in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think that came from the way that you've been raised then? Um, yes, and I would also put it partially on my experiences. Because, for example, like my dad, he's a confident man. Like okay. He walks with his head up, like... He knows what he's doing. He's a man on a mission. Mm-hmm. So I see that, like, seeing that grow, growing up, I was like, okay, like, this is what a confident man looks like. And then I went through experiences, too, like, throughout my life that, like, showed me that, like, it's better to be confident than timid. Like, if you're always scared, there's no, like, there's no benefit to being scared. Mm. I say the same thing when it comes yeah. to being um, an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um in contrast to being an extrovert, I feel like the world doesn't reward you for being an introvert in the same manner that it does being an extrovert. Agreed. And I 100%. feel like it's come to the point where I feel like it was hardwired in our DNA for people to be naturally extroverted. Or at least for the people that are extroverted to succeed ahead of exceed exceed ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Into the fashion of you're more likely to have friends. You're more likely to have more job opportunities and things of things kind of like that. Especially from my own life experience, I was a huge introvert growing up. Like, to the point where anytime I see, like, do you ever have, like, flashbacks to, like, yeah. your past self? <laughs> yeah. And just cringe so, so, oh, my God, bro. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember this one time, this one time. Um, have you ever tried, to, like, you're about to walk up to talk to somebody, yeah. but then, like, mid-walk, you go and just turn around? <laughs> no, I, I've, I've never been that down bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. It's me. I'm the down bad. Oh, but, yeah, no. <laughs> I have flashbacks to that type of stuff all the time. And I feel like I've forced myself outside of mm. that box of being such an introvert. I can't even, like, believe that you're an introvert now. That's how introverted that, you are. <laughs> that is so, that yeah, is you force it. It is, it is a force. But the thing is, it is so draining. Mm. Do you not get drained? In a way, I feel like, I feel like there's, like, two types of people, in a way. Because, like, your, in, in, like, extroverted is, like, trained. Okay. And mine, like, I don't, one is not better than the other, but, like, I feel more energized being extroverted. Really? Like, okay. when I'm with people doing all that, like, outwardly shit, mm-hmm. doing all that shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, life is great. And then I go home, and I'm like, uh. All this shit boring. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm bored. Raised, that has been what set you on the path of healing that self-pride in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think people have such trouble getting tapping into that mold? Tapping into it. That's that's deep. Cause I feel like I don't want to blame people for not wanting to be themselves. Cause some okay. people just don't think they're like cool or like think they're it. But it's like in a way you kind of have to like realize that like think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me recollect my thoughts real quick. I had, I had it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Hmm. All right, re- restate, restate. <coughs> so, your your bravado and self confidence comes mm-hmm. from what you've seen through your life. Mm-hmm. So, why is it that people have a tendency to backtrack and not really fulfill that urge for themselves? I feel like some people are just, like, scared. Mm-hmm. I think fear is the number one thing. More of, like, fear of being judged. Because I've realized that, like, if you're confident, you get judged. Because if you're timid, then you're kind of, like, closed off and you don't even give people the opportunity to judge. Oh, okay. But if you're confident, you're, like, going out there, like, standing on top of the stage, doing like this, doing that, then you're in the spotlight and it's, like, easier to judge you mm-hmm. so i feel like people are like too scared of being judged to actually just be themselves and be confident do you think that's a detriment to society though oh for sure what do you mean for sure just because it's like i know some people that can do like great things if they were just like a little bit more confident a little bit more willing to mm. like put themselves out there how do you push that out of them though I couldn't tell you, bro. That's a million-dollar question right I there. What do you think? What I feel that. Um, on the sense of trying to get your friends to be more extroverted, mm-hmm. I think you have to push them off the cliff a little by little. Mm. Like, slowly push them off to the deep end because of just – it's kind of like lifting weights. Yeah. No, but like, if you don't genuinely try and hit your max, you never know how Fact. truly strong you are. And I feel like people fail, especially, like, trying to hit their max because they're scared that they're going to get hurt mm-hmm. if they truly go, up, go above and beyond. Yeah. 
to who they really should be inside, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same yeah. thing. To the point where I feel like people are scared to really see who they really can and should be. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that's crazy because, like, I don't know why people are so scared of, like, trying to be the best them. Like, why are you so scared of being judged? Like, is, is it really that bad? I feel like it's not that it's them being scared. It's that they've been primed mm. to think that certain way about themselves. Okay. And then when you do try and see yourself in a different light, mm-hmm. your friends already see you in that said light. So they, in a sense, hold you back from who you really should be in the long run. I see that a lot with, like, some of my friends in a way. Like, Mm -hmm. some people who, like, know, like, a certain version of me, when they see me doing, like, some other shit that they Mm -hmm. haven't seen me do, it's kind of like a foreign me to them. And, like, they they don't know how to, like, react or how to, like, interact with me. So then in those moments in my head, I'm like, damn, low-key I'm being weird, but I'm like, fuck it. Like, you know, I think that sentence right there is why most it's that's what makes you different from the others around that are that have a tendency Mm -hmm. to hold themselves back. But speaking of holding yourself back, I've been pondering this question for a bit because of people keep telling me this, but I'm very hesitant. Do you think St. Thomas is truly racist? Ooh, that. All right. Uh, you're you're gonna get a hot take. Okay. Low key, what I think is less purposeful racism and more ignorance. I would say. What you mean? Because like, wh- how I've like perceived my experience is like a lot of the St. Thomas students are from like middle of nowhere Minnesota, like live in Farmington, went to school in like wherever mi- like Wisconsin. So oh, so you're speaking on the perspective of the of the kid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So then I'm saying like they didn't even live around or interact with black people ever until they got here. One of my friends told me that all of high school there was one black kid in his school and he was mixed. <laughs> so I'm like, hold on. <laughs> like so you really did not ever really interact with like a black person on a day-to-day basis? And they're like, no. So then in, in a way, I could see where they're coming from. Like when they do something that like I'm like thinking about, I'm like, hmm, that is low-key racist. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you about it. And then usually like they just move on. Like they don't do it again. Mm, okay, okay. That's it. Okay, so that's from the point of view of the students. But do you mm. think as a school and as the culture in itself is? Okay. But it's, like, weird, too. With, like, the St. Thomas school culture, I feel like they more so use, not, like, use, but, like, use their black people for, like, woke points or, like, society points. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, it's racist because they do stuff like that. Like, they, they would, like, I don't know, rather have, like, a black person make their... Kanye whatever video just so that they can show, hey, 
we like black people at St. Thomas and we're all inclusive, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? So, but I see that with like a lot of other institutions too. So I don't know if it's just like specific to St. Thomas, but. See, I think the way that I've, hmm, I feel like St. Thomas is racist in the same way liberal America is racist. So they might not call you the N word. They'll call they'll call the N word, but just not with the ER, right? Okay. And I feel like there's so many, not even there's so many opportunities for one, especially. I feel like St. Thomas operates in the sense that they want each black person to be an Obama, like stereotype, right? Oh, I do. I get that. So they will fund you with so many resources, mm-hmm. right? But it is the se- it's in the sense that I want to put black people on just so I can say St. Thomas put, put you on, right. right? Is that racist? It might be. What's, what's the word? What's the word? They only want you because, like you're saying, because black. you are black. black. But, but, in the sense of it trying to hold you back, I feel like that is a, that is an overstatement. To the point where it doesn't give the college credit for all the shit that it can yeah. do. Like, um, I I work for uh, Basel, right? And they just had an, they just had an event with like a bunch of CEO people that like people that have these like yeah. crazy jobs, right? And they're like, oh, we're trying to have this event, yada 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 yada, right? Mm-hmm. And the amount of people that showed up is not a good representation of the actual black mass. Mm-hmm that this school has and they are the same type of people that would look and say St. Thomas is racist but if they pulled up if if they came they literally were giving out internships Jeez. pulled up I knew I, I knew I fumbled the bag on that because I was actually working that day I remember seeing that but I you were doing something yeah. <laughs> people were at the crib at yeah. the crib but it's to the point where they literally could have just pulled up with a resume and got a sophomore internship Jeez. out of nowhere i'm sick bro <laughs> I'm sick. where do you get that at i'm sick nah facts so that is so fact i feel like they do like try and like feed black people with like the resources but mm-hmm. but there's a sense of they feel like black people feel like they're getting taken advantage of but in a but in totality is that really getting taken advantage of how I see it is like, you gotta finesse the finessing. If okay. St. Thomas is trying to finesse me by sending me internships, oh please do, <laughs> please do. Bro. I will finesse you, get my bag right with that internship. Bro, call me the N word, but let me get this fifty an hour. Oh God, <laughs> what is going on, bro? Oh God, finesse me, please, St. Thomas. And I was talking with with my homeboy, mm. where. Black people as a whole are focused on the wrong thing. We're mm. so focused on, like, woke stuff. For example, you gay. We're so focused about Kim Kardashian having having our hair, having our skin, having our ass. Da, 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 da. But we're not worried that the black family is averaging $17,000, but the average white family is averaging $117. we are not worried mm. about things that actually matter. That is facts. That is so <laughs> facts because even with like some of my black friends, like when we hang out, it's like the conversation is different. Oh my god! Like <laughs> un- unless unless my friend is like about his shit, like mm-hmm. 
actively we're, obnoxiously yeah. about the bag. Then we're just talking about some bullshit like, oh, you heard what Drake did? Oh, oh parties, I guess. What Kanye did? You heard what this? You heard what that? But, like, the conversation should be, oh, you get that internship? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you want to work on this venture with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, want to work on my resume type shit? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we don't focus enough on, like, the things that really Actually matter. help the community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, is it the fault of the black community? That's hard to like. Mm-hmm. I, in a way, no, but I would say it's the fault of like the successful black people. What do like you mean? only a few successful black people I know that really drop gems back to their like community. Like if, like for example, if I were to be like a billionaire by like in five years, I want to be like in God's name. In God's okay. name. I want to be, like, setting up clinics for internships Mm -hmm. where not, like, just for black people, but, like, primarily Primarily, for black people. Yeah, for black people. I want them to know that, like, hey, this shit matters more than what you're doing right now. Like, Mm -hmm. get off of the PlayStation and work on your resume. (laughs) (laughs) Realistically, just realistically. 2K is not worth it more than spending, like, two hours doing your resume. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. So I feel like if we could get more black leaders like giving out more advice, then that'll help the community in a way. I feel. I'm gonna hit that point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna hit that point. Yeah. But um, I feel like when we do blame just black people to be like, why aren't you doing this, 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 mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada? I feel like that removes all the blame from society as a whole. Okay. And to blame the outcomes on the outcome <laughs> is kind of OD instead Facts. of instead of all things that led to that point. That is a good point. But um, on on that point of um, repeat the one thing that you said. Uh, last thing you said. Uh, black people don't have a a tendency of coming to give back, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that's because they feel like I got it out the mud. So you should as well get it out the mud the same way I did. You guys should work just as hard, pull yourself up the same bootstraps. But I feel like that individualistic mindset Mm -hmm. is what puts, as a community, put us in this situation to begin with. Because people don't have a sense of camaraderie, a sense Mm -hmm. of a sense of community as a whole to even care to come back to help. Because I feel like there's with every other community, there's always a, well, I'm just going to hire everybody that looks like me because who else would I trust than the people that look like me? Mm-hmm. There was a thing in uh, my psych class where um, they're talking about should we teach children about racism? And the overarching, the, the answer is most definitely yes because kids, uh, they make racial biases mm-hmm. super early, like early as age three they start uh, they start to notice it mm-hmm. and age seven is when they stop talking about it because they realize that it's such a taboo subject mm-hmm. if you bring it up you usually get shut mm-hmm. down in most families right so they naturally have these biases because you're going to just naturally um have a bias for the people that look like you you want to be around people that look like you want to look people like you want to be around people that look like your mom and dad yeah. easily because that's where you feel safe protected mm-hmm. right so, 
that right there is the disconnect because with with black community don't they don't hire other black people they always go let me say let's go get my lawyer from this white dude right. let's get this laundry mat from this asian dude yada 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 you heard that one joke line i want to get my first two percent to the people i grew up with exactly yep. exactly that's the same shit i be thinking about like i if, like for example when my business booms the mm-hmm. first people i'm hiring are my black friends it has to be because like like they're the only people that i trust the most mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. i don't know just help me with my vision and help themselves at mm-hmm. the same time like mm-hmm. it's a win-win at that point exactly because they know what you've came from you right. know they've known the growth that you've had mm-hmm. so it's only right to do that that's why i have a friend in like a bunch of different atmospheres yeah. like i have a friend that's in computer science i have a friend that's gonna make it out uh, with banking i got a friend that's about to be famous <laughs> so yeah just a b- i have an actor friend in new york Damn. that's about to go to do, to do juilliard stuff <laughs> so all my homies are around mm. all these different aspects and i feel like if i need a pr dude or if i need a financial analyst mm. a fucking banker whatever i can always go back to people that's that have been with me that's right. always carried out this mindset with me facts um can I add on to your previous point earlier mm-hmm. about how you were talking about how when people make it out, they don't want to go back and, like, give back to the community because they feel like they've made it out by themselves? Mm-hmm. I Just today, my, um, uh, what's it called, management class, they were talking about how, I think it was, like, 70% of your success is contributed to luck. Oh, wow. Like, okay. you're not really getting it on your own. Of course not. Like, you have to be a hardworking person, and, like, you have to, like, try and shit, but, mm-hmm. like, the opportunities that come your way aren't just because, like, you're working hard all the time. <laughs> People just throw you, like, shit, life just, like, happens. Just being at the right time, mm-hmm. and you just, now, you just understand what to do mm-hmm. with the opportunity, but it's not you went and got right. the opportunity. So then it's, like, people have to understand that, like, when you make it out, you didn't really make it out like a hundred percent on your own. You mm-hmm. barely made it out, to be honest. The mm-hmm. luck is what got you there, plus the skill and the effort that you put in. Mm-hmm. So if anything, it's like in a way, it's why I contribute all my wins to God. Because oh, I'm like, really? okay, yeah, I'm putting in work every day, but like without God, without this guidance, like I, I, I don't think I'd be where I am right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Because, bro, I just feel like every day is like, every opportunity that comes my way every day, I just contribute to, like, God helping me on my path. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad is very religious, so every morning before he goes to work, he prays. After work, he prays. All that praying has taught me that, like, and my dad lived, like, a crazy life his dad died at 14 my immigrated to the u.s all that shit so Mm -hmm. i'm like looking at that i'm like how do you get here fully on your own there's no way he did all that shit (laughs) just like (laughs) the will of his back yeah nah like god was there with him helping him out setting him opportunities and he took them Mm -hmm. like that that's what i think like matters knowing when to take the opportunity being prepared to take the opportunity so it's like the luck is going to come your way if you're lucky, but you got to be prepared to take the opportunity. 
I feel that. I feel that. Um, I'm gonna touch that point real quick. Um, I feel like it's not that people give too much credit to God because I don't. That's kind of a bold statement and right. and of itself. But I feel like all the obstacles that you get in life and all the good ones are blessed upon God. I feel like there's a sense of there's no wrong God can do, right? So if there's no wrong that God can do, mm-hmm. is that really a just God? If there is wrong, that can be done. Because some people do deserve to be wronged in a way. Okay. Like, I don't know, for example, if you're like a Catholic, like, <laughs> I think you should, like, get some bad luck. Yeah. Like, some shit should come your way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I don't know. Maybe, like, we're just looking at it from a different perspective. Because, mm-hmm. like, maybe what we see as, like, wrong. Okay, child rape is objectively wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not what just I'm just a to moral say. wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying like some things that like we could see as like a bad thing in like in a different lens could be like fine in god's eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i don't know how like i i, I don't know how god doesn't like i, I <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're you're not god yeah, yeah, yeah no but um but in the sense of because I wouldn't say I'm not a non-believer because I feel like if you're a non-believer, you're just like I said before, it's a bold claim because right. of you're literally saying I know more than the hundreds of millions mm-hmm. of billions of people that came before me and they'll come after me. But I know so much mm-hmm. that their whole this religious stuff is just wrong. I feel like that's to not yeah. believe in anything is just a it's it's narcissistic. Facts, I feel yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I feel like you have to believe in something. I don't care if you believe in my God or your God, but, like, there's a greater power. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not just doing this shit, like, solo. You're not that. You're not all that. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. Um, I was having this, um, this idea where it was, uh, God isn't, um, watching. He's more of a kind of, like, you set the top on and then just let it go, right? Mm. But he protects the earth with making all, not humans, but like the the spirits in the world, mm-hmm. is God. That's what keeps everything running. That's what create. That what that is what makes day to night and things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. To the point where I feel like us contributing God to a singular being is just our primitive mind trying to understand this field that we have of nothing. Ah, that is <laughs> that is the goal. That is most definitely yeah, that's most definitely the goal. That's crazy. Well done. <laughs> that's actually a really good point though, because mm-hmm. I have thought about that for a bit about how like I don't think God like watches our every step, every mm-hmm. move. Like I don't think He cares about the every step. I think He cares about like the overarching, overarching like the big picture, the overarching narrative. Yeah, like mm-hmm. He sees. The big picture is what he cares about more. So then, hmm. I never thought about, like, God as, like, everything. 
though. Like when you said that, like it's still like processing <laughs> in my brain right now. I'm like, whoa. I feel that. I feel that. Um. You know what? We'll loop. We'll loop that. We'll yeah. loop back. I was to gonna that. ask you to elaborate. To be honest, oh. if you got any more like insight on that, like I'm trying to on what part on the like fear the God, part or no, the God, God being everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, for us to exist, for I feel like consciousness mm-hmm. is God. Consciousness mm-hmm. is God. That's why I don't really. That's why I eat meat in a sense. That's why I don't feel bad for being uh, oh, for not being vegetarian and stuff, right? Because I feel like that's the only that's our our ability to learn from our people that came before us is mm-hmm. what separates us from animals. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that when we die, it's not like that person died. You remember all the mm-hmm. ideas that that person brung us to. Mm-hmm. So as a society, we keep moving forward because we have that conscious that keeps us ahead of every other species on the planet. Yeah. And I feel like that, in a sense, is part of what that is the gift that God gave us. And that's what connect. That's the thing that connects us to God, in a whole. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, so then in that sense, when animals die, where do their souls go? Cause like our souls would only go to heaven or hell because we are conscious and we can like. I feel like the, like animals and stuff like that that die. I feel like they just go back into the universe to get remade. Okay, that makes sense yeah. too. So the reincarnation is not really, it's not for us. I feel like that's for the things that are around us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. hey yo, but hey, I don't know. Yo. Just this is just a few things I've been thinking about uh, recently. But that's beyond Shit. the point. I've never thought about like the two things ex- coexisting. Mm-hmm. Like it's either like reincarnation one. Or you go to heaven or hell, the other. See, that is that is a problem with mm-hmm. the way people think that things have to be so black flip and of, white. Yeah, black and white. That's part of the reason why racism still exists today. Like people don't think of mat. People think of like the sun and the moon are different things. Mm-hmm. Man and woman are different things. When in a sense, everything is just the same thing, just in a different lens, in mm-hmm. a different edit, in a sense. So yeah, that's that's kind of like the way I've been like looking at things mm-hmm. because of saying that winter is not summer, saying that they're completely different, they're completely far apart. Mm-hmm. I feel like that doesn't ex- that doesn't make sense because one does not exist without the other one. Right. So in a sense, it's in a sense the uh, same thing. It has to be the same thing. Shit. Yeah. Because when it's summer somewhere else, it's winter. It's exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. When something dies, something else has to be alive for yeah. that to happen. That's that's how like our society keeps on going because of people that are old thoughts with old people. They die before these new people come with new ideas. I'm about to be. I'm thinking about this. (laughs) Why do you think I started this? (laughs) I'm very upset. I've been thinking about this type of things a lot. It's so upsetting. But um, (laughs) but yeah um, I had one more place that I was gonna take that idea, but um. I'll probably loop back Circle to it. Back, circle. It's wild too, but it's <laughs> <laughs> beyond the point. Beyond the point. But speaking of God fearing man, Kanye West. Mm. How did you like uh, the, his Donda. new album? Donda, Donda, yeah. Donda. Uh, for starters, "Okay, Okay" is the best song on the album. 
and Yachty's verse was the best verse on that album. He was speaking. Yachty he was, was speaking literally spazzing, bro. He was I, speaking The first speaks. time I heard that, bro, I dragged back to Yachty's part like five times. <laughs> I was like, I gotta rehear this shit. Like, that man spazzed on that. And he, I heard, like, he, he was on, like, an interview or some shit, mm-hmm. and he was like, that wasn't even my best verse. I don't know why Kanye picked that. I was like, yo. What do you mean? I was like, yo. <laughs> Yachty, you like are that wasn't wildin'. Bro, that was his best verse yes. ever. Just Facts. ever. That shit was so hard. That shit was hard. Most definitely. Most definitely. But, like, another one of my favorites is, like, Remote Control, but that's, like, one of those. Vibing with the mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Tinder date, the little oh, wow. I don't we, think we, <laughs> we driving back to the crib, singing remote control. You know, <laughs> I don't think Kanye would look too fondly on that, but you know, driving what? with my wife. <laughs> there it is. My uh, wife. Yes, uh-huh. yes, only wife in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> sir, what you but think? What you think? That album literally. Explained to me why he's my favorite artist. He's my new favorite. New one favorite? of the goats. Yeah. Why he's one of the goats. It's him and Lil Wayne for me. That's mm. really what it is. That's that's really what it is. But um, his ability to make artists just go above and beyond is so infectious to me. Like um, Fabio. Facts. So trash. Facts. So trash. But on. Donda. Pooping, scooping, and now he's doing Yeah, yeah, he's him. He's mm-hmm. truly him. I feel like he really showed off his ability to make music because with every single album Kanye does, he tries something new right. and he goes into a different place that's not really highlighted mm-hmm. in any of his other works. Like each time he gets a new album, it's just from 808s. To all uh, my twisted dark fantasy, and now to this, it's just different sounds. Mm-hmm. I think personally, it has to be his producing that bro, because mm-hmm. I think that's what like totally separates him from like everyone else. That yeah, totally agree. I totally agree. Because like other rappers don't know how to make like, if I'm Uzi, I can't make you sound good <laughs> but, like, but like if i'm kanye and i know how to so- make myself sound good and i know how to produce i can make you sound great he'll just that write the bar right. he'll produce it you'll do everything <laughs> all you got to do is read the word talk for a bit <laughs> right? you'll be fine bro <laughs> <laughs> but yes um what did okay did you notice anything on that album What do you mean by notice? Like something that just stood out to me? Yeah. I would say kind of a combination of like different Kanye styles. Okay. Because there are like the Christian songs on there, and then there's like the real rap Kanye songs on there, mm-hmm, where he's mm-hmm. like for real rapping bar for bar. Because Kanye doesn't like in like of recent he hasn't been rapping like bar for bar like he used to so then like some songs on there he was rapping like for real rapping mm-hmm. and then he has some like melodic shit and it was just like the different flows the different styles that he had on there is what stood out to me okay i feel that i feel that like it wasn't just like a oh this is 808 because mm-hmm. like not like i like 808 but like most of his albums just have a un like a uniform theme Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the last one, what was it? Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. 
that was just all church songs. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. But, like, I do like how he made the church cool again. Mm-hmm. Oh, my uh, God. I never listened to Christian music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still blown that he made everybody mm-hmm. not curse to the right. point. The new deluxe, uh, one of the songs, um, what was it? What is it? With Andre 3000. I haven't heard that. You haven't heard haven't, it? Dude, it came out yesterday. I was about to start my workout, and I was like, chill. Let me play it. And then it was like, it started off kind of slow, and I was like, nah, I can't, I can't listen to this right now. Let me double back. Wow. I haven't gotten to it. Wow. Yet. It's, it's wild. So wow. the story of it basically is, so Kanye's mother passed. Yes. And Andre 3000's mother passed. Oh. So they were connecting on mm. that to a level that's just beyond what, yeah, no. They go through, they do so much on the song. It's and a six-minute song, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm probably going to explain this on, an, on another episode, but the best way, the quickest way I can do it, mm-hmm. you notice how, like, <clears throat> Cursing is so needed in language. Mm -hmm. It shows a whole nother meaning, a whole, there's more feeling to a song when you're cursing on it or when you're really like really in the moment. And when you like abruptly remove it, it's very, it doesn't hit the same. Do you want to know what's weird though? What's that? When I listen to Donda and like they, it's almost like I could hear them skipping curse words. And it made me for like the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Yeah, am I listening to like the not like?" Is this the, the clean the version? Clean version. And then I went back and I was like, "Nah, this is the explicit it's version." Explicit. Like I was like, "Whoa, what?" Wait, you can you know you can tell that they're skipping curse or they're yeah. like really? it, it sounds like where they normally just like say nigga or like say some shit because like I listen to these niggas like often so that I know where like not saying that I'm like a musical genius. Or <laughs> You know, when like it makes sense, like <laughs> yeah, when it makes sense for you to throw in a b word there, mm-hmm. throw in a, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was it was weird, but like I I like it though, like you know, I feel that I feel that, but um, one thing that I've I kind of know, well, let me stop saying that I noticed this. Reddit <laughs> highlighted it, and I said, huh, are y'all capping? And then it it all made more sense. So there's a theory that was going around, uh, going around that the album was a um, re. It's a modern retelling of Dante's Inferno, which oh. have, have you read it? No. Simplest way, Dante goes to hell. He goes to like a perg, like a middle ground, mm-hmm. and then he goes to heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this sense, it Kanye is as if he's going to hell, mm-hmm. re grieving over his mother, and then he's finally coming out of it into the light. And so the whole no cursing, the whole Jesus is my mm. thing, yada, 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 family, things like that. No more drinking, no more da 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 all those right. vices and things of that nature, right? So as I was listening to the album, I was starting to notice things. I was starting to notice things here and there. Like, for example, for example, like, um, you know when it's like the Donda chant? Yeah. And it's supposed to represent a heartbeat? Yeah. The next song, Jail, mm. is... The heartbeat. Dude, I I was just listening to it, and I was like, wait. Because I knew nah, about nah. the heartbeat. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like a heartbeat yeah. in a way. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's supposed to be the perspective of, from Donda, mm-hmm. 
and then from Kanye watching his mother pass in front of him. That is just, they continue down on the this pathway. And do you know how there's, like, so many features? Mm-hmm. All those features are supposed to be, like, um, all the people that Dante meet on his way through his journey mm-hmm. that advise him on things to do. Mm-hmm. That's why the first person was Jay-Z yeah. instead oh, of the baby. right. So, yeah. Yeah, I got to read that shit one day. Oh, it's a very, very fire, very fire I, I got to read that shit. Holy shit. Do you read? Yeah. What type of things do you read? Mainly self-happening prison stuff. Do you think that's making you into a psychopath? In a way, so I, yes. <laughs> 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 so, like, I feel it mainly, like I said, I want to read business and self-help, but then I throw in, like, some, like, real-life books in a sense. Like, I read this improv like I had to buy this improv book for this improv class I took last year and we only had to read part of it. But I was like, this is so fire that like I'ma I'm just read, read the whole <laughs> I'm shit. Just read then I just read the whole book because like I don't know, I wanna be better at talking and improv and shit. So like if I get a good book I'll read it instead of reading the business book. I just read the business book for like practical shit. Oh okay. Like okay. Um there's a few books that I've been re- that I've read over my life that's mm-hmm. very much uh, impactful. Yeah, it is very impactful to the point where it's it's not that it's it's not that I won't say that it's harmful, but I will say that if you if you really engulf yourself in that book, mm-hmm. you will t- come out of it in a psychopathic manner. That's kind of scary. Have you read the Forty Eight Laws of Power? No, but I have heard that's on my list. That's I've heard I've heard of that. And like the Art of War. Mm, Sun yeah. Tzu, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. You read all that? I've read some of the Art of War. Mm. Too far. Too far. I mean I got like the I feel like I got the the, the idea of it. Basically move before your enemy moves. Mm-hmm. No more information than your enemy knows right. of information, yada yada yada. Things mm-hmm. like that. Cut the head off before the tail, yada, yada, things like that. But, wow, that just made me think of something. Shit. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like you're finna. <laughs> it made me think of Larry Hoover, but that's, oh. that's, <laughs> that's beyond. Oh. I'm finna have an episode with somebody, uh, <laughs> with, with an actual uh, fucking uh, Civil War person. Um, oh, not Civil shit. War, fucking, um, what are those people called? Civil Rights? Civil Rights uh, people, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm finna have an episode with a Civil Rights person. I'll ask him what he thinks on that. Yeah. But. Just to spoil it, just to spoil it real quick, was it, did it do more harm than good that they took Larry Hoover outside of the South movie? Mm. I think it did far more harm than good. But we'll get to that on another episode. (laughs) (laughs) On the next episode, y'all got to stay tuned. Oh, God. Oh, God. But um, on the point before the Eight Laws of Power. I started to peep that if you really took in the messages as the f- as face value, mm-hmm. you'll s- tend to see people as an end instead of a means. That kind of makes sense in a way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's helpful. Like, for example, when I read the improv book, the techniques it showed me, like, yeah, have you, have you read uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People? 
I I've heard of it. I've read it's, it. It's like it was just like the improv book, but like written by somebody else in like different language. Mm-hmm. But different language. No, English, but like different the, way of speaking. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. It. So like the way he was talking about like interacting with people, sometimes I like to see people as an end to mm-hmm. get the result that I want. Okay. Like for example, I had a job interview, right? Okay. And I noticed immediately my boss had like the office as like her Zoom background. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the book. I was like, oh, make a personal connection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to find a way to sneak a personal connection about the office in this interview. Mm-hmm. So in the back of my head, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And like, instead of like really being there in the interview, like I was present, I was finding ways to like use the techniques learned in the inter- in the book to like get her to hire me. She hired me. <laughs> I mean, but you like, got your, you got the like ends. So, sometimes, like I don't know, I feel like you kind of have to view people as an end. But I feel like the problem arises when you can't turn it off. Mm, uh, yeah, I feel that like that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. yeah, I feel like people, especially when they when they are trying to be successful, mm-hmm. they start seeing opportunities everywhere they look. And to the point where they'll start selling on their friends. Mm. And I feel like that's that's how you can break a bond so easily without yeah. even really knowing it. I think right there, that is why I don't like multi-level marketing. <laughs> because it's it's your friend is now the product. Your family is now Facts. the product. And Pyramid scheme. Leave me alone. <laughs> mm, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because see... For example, like, I just never liked it because it was, like, you only want me to work for you or with you so that you get more money. Like, you don't care if I do well or you don't care about me. You just want the numbers so that Mm -hmm. you do well. Exactly. And, like, I I don't fuck with that. And I feel like that's such a detriment Mm -hmm. to people into the step that, they don't know where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. And now, as they go on, they won't even notice that they've changed mentally. But everywhere they look, like I said before, everywhere they look, they see an they opportunity. See an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they're not real people mm-hmm. anymore. Because you're not supposed to be working all the, all time. the time. That's not a, a right. thing humans. It's kind of crazy. Because when I was, <laughs> when I used to read, well, I still read these business books, but like, when I was first getting into it, that was my life for, like, a brief period of time. Everything I looked for was, like, an opportunity to start a business, to advance, to do this, to make money, to do that. And then, like, it kind of drove me crazy because I was like, I'm not really having that much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this. yeah. like, if I'm having fun thinking about ways to pop, like, pretend I'm playing tag on a playground with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of ways to profit off of the playground. I'm not even having fun. I'm just here, there just to think about business ideas. Exactly, exactly. So then I had to kind of, like, take myself out of that, like, those shoes and realize that, like, I got to separate work from, like, mm-hmm. life is fun. Work is work. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, you can't, yeah, don't, don't get caught up with that. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. <coughs> um, real quick question. Yes, sir. What music shapes the way you are? Like, what's a song or um, uh, an album that you think shapes you? There's two songs. These are the two songs that I want to be played at my funeral. 
Y'all are hearing it f- here first. Hopefully that's a long time away, but <laughs> whenever dang. whenever that comes, y'all gotta play Twenty Minutes by Lil Uzi Vert and Woke Up Like This by Playboy Cardi. Those are the objectively no subjectively. Those are the statement two test. Subjectively. No, uh, those, are the <laughs> objectively. <laughs> those are the two best songs on this planet ever made and ever will be made. Why? I've yet to hear a song to top those. Why? Because personally, like when those two songs whenever I heard those two songs, they were at like peak moments in my life. Mm, like so their songs that they've had. Yeah, they're uh-huh. tied to like peak happiness. Okay. Like until so I so 2016 was this everybody's it I, year. I, I was lit 2016, Jesus bro. I was <laughs> Like I remember it vividly, bro. I was walking to lunch. My friend Jalen, he walked up to me. He was like, "Hey, you heard that new Playboy Cardi?" I was like, "Who's Playboy Cardi?" Rip. He was like, "What?" And then he played me Magnolia. I was like, "Okay, like this is decent." And then I heard "Woke Up Like This" later that week. I was like, yo, like, this shit is hard. And that whole semester, it was just me and my best friend rapping woke up like this. And it's like, you know, like, moments like that make the song what it is. And then 20 minutes, it was like, 20 minutes is more like that type of vibe, but also like the heartbreak song. When I got my heart broken, I was in my room crying. (laughs) Mom type shit. So then it's like, it holds a heart high standard. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. I'll How about you, though? You you got any, like, <sighs> top tier? Best I of the have best? to look. That ass? Yeah. I See, but does it really count if you got to look? Ah, uh, that's If it fair. doesn't immediately jump out at you? Ah. Uh, mm, I mean, for al- I can go albums. I can go mm-hmm. albums. Okay. I'll say <clears throat> Good Kid, Mad City is one of them. No, my favorite song, Peer Pressure, The Art of Peer Pressure. Peer Pressure, I hear that. Timothy Marsh. Oh, I'm, it right. not, I'm not a big fan. Flip. Yeah. One Lucky Night with the Homies. <laughs> 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 and I feel like it's, it was, that's, that song was one of the, f- not even, I want to say the first time, but I'd say the w- one of the first time I consciously learned how to think deeper and mm-hmm. cast like little meanings and little meanings and songs and being able to okay another another uh, psychology term Mm -hmm. but uh there's a theory of mind where kids eventually they realize that other people have a mind of their own yeah they have they're a different person they have empathy in a sense they learn empathy at a certain age i felt like with this song it truly puts you in the mindset of someone that came from less and to notice that I have more, but just because I ha- I have more doesn't mean that I my struggles are any less valid. Right. In a sense. Mm-hmm. So it kind of evokes a sense of empathy. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. And yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to awaken some of my empathy. I feel that. I, I feel that. And I feel like this is probably gonna be the last. This is probably gonna be the last thing. Yeah, this is gonna be the last thing. <coughs> What do you think is the problem with suburban black people? Oh, the problem with suburban black people. Yeah, because I've been asking this question a lot more, and I like hearing mm-hmm. different perspectives. From there, there's like an easy way to become 
Tanaka as a three-year-old to become a C-R-O-M. Oh. Ah! We'll leave ah, it at the nah, nah, You spelled it. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right, continue. So I feel like uh, there's, like, if you're a suburban black pe- person and, like, you're too into, like, the YG black activities, all that, and, like, you don't have black friends, don't, like, listen to black music, don't, and, like, enjoy black culture, mm-hmm. then that's, like, there's kind of, like, a disconnect there. Okay. Okay. Because, like, in a way, like, my friends say that, like, I'm too invested in the white culture, but, like, the reality is, like, I go to St. Thomas, but when I'm not doing St. Thomas shit, like, I'm, shit, I have an Afrobeat playlist, I got my rap playlist, I, like, talk to my family, I speak my African language, like, I'm still very well invested in my blackness. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Um... Do you look down on black things? That's I feel like that's where the question really cuts off at. Like, black do you think do you see twerking as dancing or do you see it as some ratchet shit? Man, I like twerking. So like, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody want to throw it back, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna complain. I feel know? that. I feel but that. I feel that. It depends, cause this is a hot take, but I don't like City Girls or Megan The Stallion. But I do like people like SZA. Okay. Because, like, it's just, like, like, I don't want, uh, th- this is about to get me canceled. But it's, like, I don't like, like, the angry black woman. Not, is that the idea, in a sense? Not not in a way, but, like, the, the I don't want to say ratchet, but, like, yeah. Because, like, the type of person I am, like, I, like, I want to say I'm, like, put together like high class like calm mm-hmm. collect collected mm-hmm. so then i like people like that i don't like okay. even white people that do too much i'm like bro like what are you doing just people that do it's too much the act of doing too much yeah okay. that's what i don't like and uh, in my opinion they be doing too much so i don't, I don't know okay i feel it i feel it I but feel when it comes it. to like other black things like black owned businesses as long as the quality is to my liking then it's okay like, I would, because I pick things out, like, objectively when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to hair products, I always pick black-owned businesses because they just make better hair products for my hair because, mm-hmm. you know, they're black. They mm-hmm. have my 4C hair, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, hmm, like, if a black person made, like, a MacBook or a black Mac or whatever you want to call it, and it's just as fire, okay, maybe I'll buy that. But if it's subpar, I'm going to just buy the, the MacBook, mm. you know? Like, the quality has to be there for me to want to buy it. I don't know if that's, like, the point you're getting at, but, like, okay, that, that's kind of my view on, like, black things and things like that. I feel that. Um, I don't really have a, a full thought-out response mm. to that point that you made. But on my own points, on mm. my own... um line of thought that came from that is i feel like the problem the problem that keeps arising Mm -hmm. is the fact that they can't understand i feel like but uh especially very rich white black people they don't understand that they can be rich and other black people can be poor in the same system that is so they look Mm -hmm. down upon them instead of being like 
why aren't you why is this happening it's more like why aren't you working hard enough to get out of this I feel like there's that lack of empathy that comes along with it. I think it's because they haven't experienced enough. Because, mm-hmm. for example, like, because I'm African, I've been to, like, Togo, like, mm-hmm. multiple times. So I've seen how hardworking my cousins are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all deserve way more for the amount. Like, my cousin is also, like, a marketing major. He's already graduated. That nigga's smart as shit, but, like, the opportunities just aren't there for some people. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how hardworking you are, the opportunities just aren't there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like in a way, until you experience enough, like, cultures, e- like, until you experience more of life, mm-hmm. you're just going to be ignorant. Have like, if, empathy. like, not going to lie, if I was raised in Casco, my parents were super rich, I feel like I'd probably just be like that, too. You'd still have, mm-hmm. I'd just be like, okay, like, why are y'all not? <laughs> like my, parents, my, my, parents my parents did made all it this. Out the mud, but it's like because I've seen like a lot. I'm like different okay. perspectives of life. Like yes, most even definitely. though I got it good, like I know that it's not your fault that you don't have it good. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. But on our last point, um, <coughs> we've reached our segment of wish I had a sensei. And that is when our guest comes and enlightens and impacts the lives of the people that listen to and watch the podcast. So, <clears throat> what is some advice you would give to someone that does not have a mentor? Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll do, like, one for professional, one for personal, and one for social. Okay. Professionally, I would say... If you don't know what you want to do, try as many things as possible. I know you've heard that a lot, but, like, you got to for real try shit. Join clubs. Just try everything. But if you do know what you want to do, dive deep. Learn as much as you can. Take every opportunity that gives you a chance to learn about that thing. Because that's what's ultimately going to make you successful in that field. The sooner you learn, the quicker you're going to, like, be successful in that field like that's just how it is and then personally always try and better yourself like that's corny but it's like even if you think you're good at like public speaking read another book on like improv even if you think you're good at like communicating try and seek out ways to improve your communication Mm -hmm. if you're i don't know bad at talking to women Make some Shoot. women friends. Right. <laughs> Make some, literally, that's the, <laughs> like, some of my closest friends are girls for a reason, because, like, girls have insights to girls, you mm-hmm. know? And socially, I would say, if you're scared to put yourself out there, I don't blame you, but just know that, like, it's kind of just a detriment to your life, because the more friends, the more connections you have, the easier life is. Mm-hmm. Like, people want to help you if they like you. Like, if I know, like, for example, my boss, right, she just, like, she went somewhere else. Well, my ex-boss, I guess. She went to a new place, and before she left, she gave me her personal phone number, followed me on LinkedIn, and was like, if you ever need a recommendation, help with social media, or even advice on your business, just give me a call. And it's like, stuff like that, like, I never would have gotten the opportunity if I didn't take the chance to be like friends with my boss mm-hmm. so i would say grow your connections your net worth is your net worth you gotta 
Yeah, yeah. We get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I got for you, bro. I appreciate it. All right, man. I say thank you for pulling up, bro. Thank you. Thank Most you for having me again, bro. I enjoyed it. But all right, y'all.